The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of your outcome, you will get a free $50 bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yeah. All right. Already. Welcome to another college baseball experience episode hosted by yours. Truly Noah Beanick. It's another solo pod from me today, guys. No Colby today. You can follow me on Twitter at 77 NB. That is the word 70 number seven NB. Um, but let's get started today. I'm going to try not to wear my emotions on my sleeve because that's just the way I am. Both Michigan and Florida, the two teams that I root for in the college world, they both lost must win basketball games today. Michigan hopefully can sneak into the f- uh, first four games next Wednesday, but Florida is most likely in the NIT. Um, but that's not all of the bad news for me personally. Uh, big brother, you know, the MLB decides to just drop it on the table right in front of us and say, Hey, we're going to have a baseball season this year. And we're actually not going to delay it two series. Like we said, we were, we're only going to delay it like one week guys. So their opening day is April 7th, according to multiple sources on the Twitter in the, in the Twitterverse. Um, sort of disappointing for college baseball and gambling on college baseball, because as of right now, we have all the eyes of baseball fans in the world for the sport. All the interest was on us and selfishly, it just feels like it might go back to the way it was. I hope it doesn't. Um, but if gambling lines aren't offered, uh, for regular season college baseball games, this podcast may not go on very much longer in the future here. So we have till the end of March, but to be honest, guys, um, I was brought into the sports gambling podcast network as a college sports contributor and guys, our biggest moneymaker is March madness. That's what Colby's currently doing right now. Uh, that's what, to be honest, that's what I want to be doing right now. It is the most fun time of the year in sports for me. I'm a huge college basketball junkie, but I also love college baseball. I'm not going to not do a podcast here for you guys just because the MLB announced this news and it it's, 
it's a damper on the party, but I hope it isn't. There's still some hope that we do get lines. And I mean, like last week, we just had the most lines offered to us ever for a college baseball slate with 32. I'm recording this on Thursday. There are no lines out right now. Um, it's, it's a question mark. Um, so without further ado, uh, I'll announce today's batting order for the podcast. Um, let me pull it up real quick here. Computer's going a little bit slow, slower than I'd like it to at least. Uh, come on guys. All right. So I think this is a cool part for me. I enjoy this. Okay. The batting order for the second solo podcast for your boy. We will first batting lead off review the midweek lineup card batting second a mini recap of the midweek games. Then third, a short Q and a of the Twitter comments and emails that I received and DMS that I didn't quite get to. Um, I want to answer those for you guys. I want this podcast to be around the listeners. Then batting fourth, the cleanup hitter. We will go over this week's lineup card, this weekend's lineup card, baby. We got nine great series that I picked out to go over all the betting angles for it. And then lastly, we'll bring in the closer to end the podcast. Let's go boys. All right. So like I said, the midweek batting order, we, I want to recap that for you guys. The first game, the biggest game of the midweek, we had number 15, North Carolina go to Liberty number 14 team in the country. According to D one baseball, I told you guys to personally, I didn't like the game betting wise. I, I told you I didn't really have a bet for it, but I told you comparing the resumes right now, I would lean North Carolina. They have some great wins against East Carolina, and they also had some good midweek wins coming into it. Um, this game was held at four Eastern and Liberty showed up and showed out. They won a one zero ball game on a solo shot in the first inning, but the crowd was in it from first pitch to the last out. That was an amazing baseball scene. And that's why I don't want the MLB to just come in here and just push us around. I hope that the audience that they allowed us to build in the first two week, first three weekends here is enough to, sustain fans and audience for college baseball for years to come, because I really do think that the MLB just shot themselves in the foot without having their guys report to spring training on time and without uh, any certainty of a season, putting this black eye of contract talks, billionaire versus millionaire talks in front of our faces for the last month. I think a lot of people turn to the college game and I hope they stay at the college game. So I might get off on a few tangents in this podcast just because it's an unfortunate scene so far right now for the college baseball world, but we move on game. Number two, we actually had a two game series between Texas tech and Mississippi state. Both games were played in Biloxi, Mississippi in minor league field. Great. But let me just say the broadcast scoreboard was jacked 
watching these games. Mississippi State took game one and then dropped game two. I told you I'd be betting Texas Tech game one, and then we would see about game two, I think I said. But Texas Tech came into the game one on a nine-game winning streak, including four midweek wins against Dallas Baptist. And Parker Stinnett showed showed up. Like this kid was a projected weekend starter for the Bulldogs and he got blasted by Long Beach State and then they moved him to the midweek rotation where they law I think did they pitch him? I don't know whether they pitched him against the uh, poor mid major they faced last Tuesday where they just blitzed him like seventeen to one or whatever or if they pitched him in Southern Miss and they lost that game. I don't remember which game they pitched him, but today or Tuesday, they came out, he came out and shoved. He threw 10 strikeouts, completely controlled that game for the Bulldogs and allowed them to win that game. Um, very impressive start from him. They might uh, not might, they probably will move him to the weekend rotation. He's their most projectable starter that they have to fill the role for Sims while he's out. Um, game or series number three, we had a two game series between Texas and Texas state. Now I'm going to get more into this in a midweek college baseball news recap that I have next, but, uh, this was the best series of the midweek. Some great games between these two Texas, one game, one nine to six. We parlayed them. We hit that parlay. We'll get to the other team in that parlay in a second, but it was a sweaty one, guys. Uh, Texas State took a 6-3 lead in the third inning, and Texas bullpen and pitching staff just held them, held Texas State there and allowed the offense to do some work. They won that game 9-6. Then uh, the next day, Texas State actually went to Texas. It was a home-and-home, home. so the first game was at Texas State. Texas won that game. Then Texas State goes to Austin and beats the Longhorns at Dish. So that was a great game to watch as well. Uh, game number four, Louisville hosted TCU. I said, we're going to lock TCU up. TCU was down nine to zero going into the seventh inning. And they came almost all the way back. They lost nine to eight on the last out in the ninth inning. They had two runners on base in the ninth inning and couldn't, complete the comeback against Louisville. And I had, I had taken TCU the whole weekend from, uh, uh, from the whole, the series against Kentucky. And then I took them this game against Louisville. And what frustrated me was that the books didn't offer Ohio against Kentucky and Ohio goes out there and beats fucking Kentucky. When I took TCU in all three games against Kentucky, like I knew Kentucky wasn't a strong roster yet. They've been playing well against weak competition and I wanted to fade that. Uh, so I was a, a little frustrated over that game. Five was the other game. We parlayed uh, Maryland minus two twenty five at home against VCU. They won that game eight to six. It was a little bit closer than I expected. I know VCU is a good squad with an ugly record right now. Uh, three losses courtesy of Ole Miss, the number two team in the nation, but still, um, uh, I wasn't expecting it to be that close. Uh, game number sa- six. Game number six. Uh, 
I told you guys to take Mercer as the underdog. Mercer won on a walk-off, boys. Let's go. Uh, they beat the number 13 team in the country, Georgia Tech. Uh, that game was great. There was like four home runs hit. And the guy that uh, hosts the 11.7 podcast, Ben Upton, he actually interacted with me after the game. It was pretty cool uh, because I had a I had a rough day uh, betting wise on the card. The card had a losing day on Twitter and he commented under me and said, uh, LOL, we all have these days because if you don't follow up then on Twitter, uh, he tries to give out gambling picks and he's locked three total bets. And I think he's one and two on them. And for him, like his locks, he said he doesn't lock too many of them. Um, but he punishes himself on the locks that he loses. So he had to run a mile at 5 a.m. for one of them. And then I forget what he had to do the other one. But uh, I've been given the, their uh, podcast the listen lately. Um, I think it's a lot better with two more voices of reason between Dez and Stoney. So um, if you guys are just thirsty for college baseball podcasts 11.7 you might already listen to it because i think it's the number one podcast for college baseball but give them a listen uh i'll recommend that one out there for you i think all four of them or maybe just uh dimitri and ben were former players i know that for sure and ben played for mercer so that's why he was calling the mercer georgia tech game um then I told you I wasn't confident in Georgia during the midweek against Georgia Southern, their in-state rival, because Jordan, Georgia Southern had competed and beat Tennessee. And did they beat Georgia Tech during the midweek? They might have. So this is now their third impressive midweek win against a good power five team uh, for Georgia Southern. So and they kicked the crap out of Georgia, too. So that might have been like a thing where, hey, we're not carrying as much about this game but typically your bats get going and only put up five and six when the opponent puts up 13 is a little uh question questionable um game eight it was actually canceled i think due to weather uh that was east tennessee state at clemson i was planning to take the dog there with east tennessee state um but yeah that game was not played and then the last game game number nine of the midweek lineup card we had virginia tech beat East Carolina. And I told you, I liked East Carolina plus plus one fifteen. that they had found a groove. They had two midweek wins against Campbell and Duke. I think they're both on the road, but Virginia tech won that game seven to two and handled them pretty easily. So what I'm learning and many other, uh, college baseball betters on t- on, uh, Twitter are learning is, uh, we have no idea what it's going to happen during these midweek games. And I've taken oh, this week. I took five overs and two of them hit. It was just like the ones that I thought were going to go over because overs are frenzy during the midweek. The The ones that went over weren't even close. There was, uh, or the ones that went under weren't even close. There was one that was, uh, Texas, Texas state on Wednesday that I said, Hey, this one's going to go over 11 and a half. And it stayed at 10. I believe it was, it was one run away from hitting and it just, uh, frustrated the heck out of me because usually the overs are automatic during the midweek. And it's not because they changed the numbers on us either. Um, 
They've been sitting, they've been sitting overs at 10, 11, 12. And in college baseball games, you get 15, 16, 17 runs a game sometimes in these midweek games. So yeah, frustrating that I didn't get some hits, but that's the way it rolls. Um, so let's get into some midweek college baseball news real quick here. Uh, Parker Kelly, Parker Kelly won the golden spikes performance of the award performance of the week award. Uh, the Texas tech red Raider Raider blasted two grand slams in a game that he went three for six with another home run and nine total RBIs. So I, I like the way that golden spikes does it. They actually put a poll out on Twitter for all of the college baseball, uh, fans to vote on for like the best performance of the week. Tommy tanks, Tommy white, NC state, uh, just slugger has won it two weeks in a row, but this week he didn't have a great weekend. So they nominated, uh, four different guys than white, obviously. And Parker Kelly was up there. And of course he hits, he hits two grand slams in this game and he's three for six, but he actually wasn't the kid that I voted for. So I want to shout out the kid I did vote for. That was Cesar Caesar Valero of Sac State, who went five for five with five runs, 10 RBIs, and three home runs in a game over the weekend against Houston Baptist. I thought that was a better overall performance, but you know, the two grand slams from the Texas Tech kid, the big fan base, of course, he's going to win that pull. Uh, next, I already touched on it kind of in the lineup card, but Liberty had a great midweek game at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I can't stress that enough. People are working during the midweek and students sometimes have class at four. The attendance for the 15 seed versus 14 seed game was amazing. Phenomenal. Uh, they sent their players out around campus with cardboard signs saying stuff like baseball is not boring and we have dudes. And it was pretty funny and great to see. And I think that tweet blew up on Twitter. Okay. So now, um, injury news that is pretty big for the sport. In my opinion, uh, I want to get into this for a second. Uh, According to Kendall Rogers, our golden boy from D1 Baseball, he goes, this was on Monday, Monday, because on Tuesday or it was on Monday, because on Monday, recording the podcast for Tuesday, I was like, Tanner Witt seems like he's going to be all good guys. So, but no, he, he tweeted out on Monday. I have the tweet right in, right here, right in front of me right now. Many have asked about Texas baseball right-handed pitcher Tanner Witt after his scratch yesterday. So this tweet was was on Monday. Uh, all signs are positive on Witt, and he will throw a bullpen tomorrow, which was Tuesday. That's obviously good news for the Horns. Was bummed to not see him pitch this past weekend in Houston. And then he comes back today, and today is Thursday. This was 8.39 a.m., Eastern time Tuesday or Thursday. Wow. It appears that bullpen didn't go very well. Crushing news out of Austin as Texas baseball, right-handed pitcher Tanner Witt will miss the rest of the season with a UCL injury. This is brutal. So yeah, he basically, it sounds like he threw a bullpen felt more tightness in his UCL or his elbow and doctors examined it more. And there was some damage to the ligament, and they're deciding to shut him down for the rest of the season, which is tough. Um, they're the number, it was the number one weekend rotation. And I still think they have the best one, two, 
um, between Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens, but still a uh, tough blow for the Longhorns there. And then their injury news isn't done. Uh, head coach David Pierce said on the Horn ATX that outfielder Austin Todd separated his right shoulder in Tuesday's 9-8 win over Texas State. Pierce said, I don't think he's done. He wants to go out on his own terms. Now, I have personal experience with a separated shoulder. Um, I had a shoulder contusion my freshman year in high school, and then I had a shoulder separation my junior year in high school. They're both not fun, guys. Uh, (laughs) I had to sit out for my bruised shoulder. I think I sat out eight weeks of baseball, and then... And both of these injuries were just me being a dumbass playing hockey while playing baseball. I did not suffer these playing baseball, but I had to miss baseball time due to them. Um, And then my shoulder separation actually took less time than the bone contusion because I had to completely wait for the bone to heal. And then they didn't, they didn't do surgery on it. So that's why I had to wait so long, but the shoulder separation I think was only six weeks. So me being the doctor, the unofficial doctor here, I think Austin Todd, their sixth-year senior, their super senior uh, right fielder, I think Todd might be missing quite a bit of time here, six to eight weeks. He maybe comes back for May, the postseason run, I guess. Where where does that put us at? Six, eight weeks. It's two months. Yeah, it would put us May 10th, maybe May 3rd. Today is March, March 10th. So, yeah, tough blow for Texas. Um, Virginia has scored double-digit runs in their last nine games, but they've played a bad schedule, and the winning percentage of the teams they've played so far this year is 333, which is awful. Um, And that's explainable to why D1 Baseball currently does not have that one ranked in the top 25. Um, Show us that you can schedule some good teams in the non-con and you might get some respect and get ranked here. Virginia, (coughs) Virginia went to the college world series last year as a three seed in regionals. So they, they have respect, but I'm just saying like for this year's squad, you got to play some good competition to get national respect. So that's where I stand on that. (coughs) Yeah. It's also going to be a brutal day because I forgot fucking water anyways uh spencer morris one of my early twitter followers he tweeted about kentucky's spencer s step or a step um so i'm gonna read his tweet right now shout out to spencer you can follow him at prospect spencer that's it that's his whole twitter username and he goes Kentucky third baseman Chase's step has been one of 2022's breakout performers after hitting 252, 286, 329, and 220 in 2021 with just one home run. The junior is now up to 479, 578, 896 in the early going with four home runs and 11 total extra bases with five stolen bases and 11 walks per six Ks. He has played second base as well. He's 22 year olds. He's 22 years old and eligible for the draft. Um, so cool news. I like that stuff. If you guys have anything for me like that, email me or DM me on Twitter or just tag me on the timeline and I'll see it for sure. So shout out Spencer again. That's a cool nugget. Um, 
And lastly, I want to touch, touch on the defending national champions, Mississippi State. Like I said, they had a one-in-one week, uh, midweek split with Texas Tech. Parker Stinnett on Tuesday shoved, and that's a great thing for Hale State. Hopefully, he shows them enough to have them move him into their weekend rotation because without a third-capable starting arm, this team is not going to go very far in the SEC West, guys. It's a it's dangerous territory that I don't think Hale State's been in for a while. Um, in 2019, I know they got swept by Long Beach State, but uh, this is a program that's usually pretty darn good. Early in the season, they'll wipe up some of these non-conference victories and build a resume, and then they'll get into these dogfights in the SEC conference. And that that's a lot of teams in the SEC this year. They've dropped a couple of just stumpers, especially Arkansas. Um, they have two of these weak losses as well, where they typically build this resume of multiple wins entering the SEC season, and then they can take a loss or two in a series, maybe drop a series and still be okay in the national baseball fan and polls eyes because the national seeds matter guys, the top eight seeds, top 16 seeds, they matter for your college world series futures. Um, so that was the mini week, mini recap of the week. Um, I want to, I didn't prepare for this, <laughs> so I'm going to go into Twitter here and find the uh, post that I sent out on Monday. This is off the fly. Sorry, I should have had this prepped better because I have tweeted out so much stuff lately. Because uh, I know there was a good one that I wanted to touch on. Uh, last episode, if you missed it, I said the number one asked question for me was how do you find out starting pitcher stuff? And my response was you go onto the team Twitter and they usually post out in the midweek, a preview for the midweek games and a preview for the weekend games. And they'll post the probable starters from there. You can take the starter's name and look them up on Google or your D1 baseball subscription that you have and go look at the stats that you want to find for that game. Uh, where is it at? This is disappointing. Okay, so I had one on this post. Where do you find game previews for college bases? Seems very hard. Advice appreciated. Gracias and safe travels. Uh, like I just said, that one, uh, <clears throat> you go to the team Twitter and you just have to scroll through a little bit. The sports journalism program or the athletic department will have uh pregame write up for you. And then this one from that last question was from Creighton D on Twitter. This one from Sunbelt Bubba. 
how does pitching performance on average vary from ace to second to third guy in a rotation? I'd assume there is a larger drop-off for mid-majors as opposed to P5 schools. Any evidence for thus far this year? Is there a realistic angle to attack betting-wise? Yeah, for sure. So for me, how I've been attacking the mid-majors, especially for their starting rotations that we do that we do not know much about yet so far, um, I have stayed away game one because that's typically their horse that will shove against a good team. He'll, he'll step up on the national spotlight and perform his best. Typically that's how it works where you'd want to look for a parlay because after that horse, uh, the odds are probably going to be, Minus two fifty, minus three fifty, minus four fifty, anything over minus five hundred, guys. I wouldn't even consider parlaying that. But uh, anything under five hundred and over two hundred, throw your favorite power five against the mid major in a parlay, and just see where it see where it takes it. Take like two or three of them. Build a two team, a three team parlay of power fives again against mid majors that you don't know their starting pitcher or the mid major starting pitcher has some shaky numbers, throw them in a parlay and let it ride. That's my advice for that. Um, again, I didn't really think about it next time. I'll go through my DMS and emails and actually have this typed out that way. I don't waste too much time, but without further ado, let's get into the weekend lineup card and your weekend lineup card is presented by WinBet. Right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball, and WinBet is helping you cash. March Madness. Bonus all users who bet at least $50 on a men's college basketball champion futures market will receive a $10 free bet for each game that team wins in the tournament. Round of 16 through the championship only. Weekend bonus play all users can receive a $50 free bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday through Sunday basketball games. Weekend bonus play can be used toward all upcoming college basketball action and as well as NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100, 100% deposit match up to $1,000 offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in this and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish. They got me onto this stuff, guys. I believe into it. VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. It's one of my biggest hassles. I try to just stay away from Big Brother as much as possible, and I'm a huge believer in this. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that 
your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Your computer's Tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming your media, the speed does not go away, guys. When you're, uh, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. We are brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells its sports bets. March Madness is around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey, who purchased a Murray State Championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to 1 odds, while the sports books are only offering 150 to 1 odds right now. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all of the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. There are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part about it is there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are new to the sport. Check out StableDuel, a fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at all tracks throughout the United States. Get the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even play, follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. 
Play, race, win. Lastly, the college baseball experience is brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us. We are now available in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. So this weekend's lineup card, I'm getting word that our podcast won't go out until Friday, but I just want to get it out there. Our top series of the weekend. I'm going to give you my betting angles for the top nine. And it is now 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and DraftKings has dropped lines for all of these games. How many games are there today? How many games? How many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. 27 games 27 games so not as much as last weekend but still a good amount you love to see it especially after that big mlb news so my my attitude's a little bit up right now i'm feeling okay all right game one batting leadoff we have the number nine team in the land notre dame fighting irish at the number 22 team nc state okay we have a huge storyline in this game JT Jarrett of NC State, one of their vocal leaders, and actually he's leading on the field as well. He's hitting 593, 656, 852. And of course, when I read that slash line, if you don't know, batting average is first, on base percentage is second, slugging percentage is third. So he's batting 593, 656, 852 with eight RBIs. JT Jarrett, his dad is the head coach of Notre Dame, Link Jarrett. And JT has missed the last four games. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. If he can't play, that sucks. Because uh, the rumor is that Elliot Avent, uh, the head coach of NC State, asked the ACC to schedule this game for JT's senior day. The last home series for NC State. And the ACC did not give it to him. They gave it to him on the first damn series of the year. And JT, of course, is injured. So that kind of sucks. I I hope for the best for the kid, and I hope that he can play against Notre Dame. But if that's not the case, that really sucks. So Notre Dame's team offense, they're hitting 311, 385, 489. Great numbers all across the board. Their team pitching staff also has a 141 ERA with 117 strikeouts and 28 walks with only three defensive errors. Um Again, Notre Dame hasn't really scheduled much tough competition, but a 1-4-1 ERA is a 1-4-1 ERA. Um, take that with a grain of salt, but it's still very impressive with the competition that they've played. And three defensive errors, you're, you're prone to make some errors against anybody as long as they put the ball in play against you. And from the looks of it on the national landscape, three errors is pretty darn good as of right now. Uh, which is sort of sad, but yes, uh, they're one of the top defensive teams in the country. Um, and on the other side of the field, NC state has 21 errors. So again, it, when you're kicking the ball around, it's easy for teams to rally against you. And that's kind of what Northeastern did against NC state last weekend. So NC state's offense is hitting 337, 430, 555. They're pitching as a 438 ERA, 134 Ks so far this year and 48 walks. 
not great when you're making a lot of errors, walking a ton of guys, and it's just an easy formula for giving up runs and that pitching staff ERA to just shoot up over the fours. Um, <clears throat> little, my little preview here, I, I'm not going to do this for every game, but uh, let me know if you want me to. But uh, Notre Dame's top hitter, the right fielder, Brooks KB. He, uh, Brooks KB the third, he's batting 361, 400, 778 with four home runs and 11 RBIs. And of course, you know, who the NC state's top hitter is Tommy tanks, Tommy white, 456, 516, and he's slugging a whopping 965 with nine home runs and 32 RBIs. The dude had an off week last week, only had one hit and 12 at bats, and he's still hitting 456 guys. He's pretty legit. Now this team's all, not all Tommy tanks. Um, again, they, the odds just dropped. So I'm going to search this up real quick. Uh, NC state, Notre Dame. Do they have it yet? NC state, Notre Dame. Um, of course it's listed Notre Dame against North Carolina. So they're going to have to avoid that. If that is the case come Friday, but Notre Dame's a minus 125 favorite. NC State's a minus 105. So right now they're the dog. I actually like NC State for sure on Friday. Not going to lock it though. Um, And (coughs) this might have to be one of those that you just follow me on Twitter at 77NB and watch to see what I'm doing on these games. Um, You know, so I'll say this. I'm going to pick NC State for Friday, and I'm going to pick Notre Dame for Sunday. The Saturday game's up in the air for me. Uh, game two of the weekend lineup card, we have number eight, Florida State. They're eight and four. Oh, sorry. Did I not read the records? Notre Dame's nine and one this year. NC State's nine and four. Okay. The second series, Florida State, eight and four. They're the number eight team in the country. They're at Wake Forest, 11 and one. People love to call them Rake Forest because they hit the shit out of the ball. But let's dive into some team sets right here. Uh, Florida State's offense is batting 292, 379, 479. Their pitching staff has a 302 ERA with 161 strikeouts, 46 walks, and the team has 13 errors on the defensive side of the ball. Wake Forest. Uh, their team offense is raking 360, 471, 629. That's a 629 team slugging percentage, guys. Uh, Wake Forest pitching staff has a 261 ERA, 128 Ks with 52 walks with only nine errors on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Florida State's top hitter, James Tibbs. He's hitting 342, 457, 658 with three home runs and 10 RBIs. And Wake Forest top hitter, their de- designated hitter, Jake Rennish. He's batting 459, 588, 784 with three homers and 15 RBIs. Reading all that stuff, you'd be leaning Wake Forest. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, the stats definitely favor Wake Forest here. But this is when a weekend rotation comes in handy, guys. Florida state has one of the top one twos in the country between uh, Bryce Hubbard. And why am I forgetting their ace? This is going to kill me. It has just escaped me. <laughs> Bryce Hubbard's their Saturday guy. 
And this is so sad that I have to pull this up. Parker Messick on Fridays. Uh, this team rallies around their top two starting pitchers. I'm going to take them to win Friday, Saturday. And what's their price right now? Florida State's minus 125, Wake Forest minus 105. Another great series they're projecting. I'm going to I'm going to do this. Hold on. If the price stays like that, I'm going to tell you to lock Friday and Saturday, Florida State. And then on Sunday, check me on Twitter and we'll see what Wake Forest is up to, uh, how they're performing during the season, how they're performing during the series, and who Florida State and Wake Forest will have on the mound. Again, um, I, I just know those two because they're really good pitchers, and I know where they're slotted for their weekend rotation. I don't know uh, every other weekend rotation like the back of my hand, and nobody has really announced them yet on Twitter. So uh, the third game on our weekend lineup card is the number one team, Texas Longhorns. They're 12 and two coming off a loss against Texas state. They're going to South Carolina. Who's seven and five. Uh, I don't know if they played a midweek game, but they got swept in their last weekend series against Clemson who is undefeated. So uh, first off we're locking Texas on Friday bounce back spot. What is the price on this? Bounce back spot with Pete Hansen on the mound. You have to minus two ninety. All right, here we go. We're gonna throw them in a two team, maybe three team parlay here um, for Friday. I still like them on Saturday, uh, maybe even Sunday, but. Uh, Check me on Sunday as well. I, I, what I'm going to say on the podcast is parlay them Friday, parlay them Saturday, Sunday, check who their starting pitcher is because Tanner Witt is out. Okay. So check this, check the, uh, probable starters on Sunday, but we'll build a, te- a parlay around Texas winning against South Carolina on Friday and Saturday. And at, at the end of the lineup card, I'll, I'll, I'll play around with some numbers and I'll give you a couple of prices here of parlays that I like. I feel like doing that for you guys. All right. Um, so the Longhorns versus the Cox Texas team offense batting 285. Like I said, the hitting is streaky for these guys, but they've got all the tools that they need. Um, Texas state, they had this kid come in for like two or three innings and the two and three innings total against them in the midweek series, Tristan Stivers. And this kid, he was a power right-hander with a really good slider and Texas lineup is predominantly right-handed batters, which is the one issue I have with their lineup. And this kid had a wicked slider and was making a couple of longhorns feel look foolish. And then especially like in the clip that went out, uh, dude, he buckled Melendez's knees on the game winning strikeout. That was a hell of a pitch. So yeah, team offense, 285, 390, 451 for the Longhorns. 
pitching ERA for the staff is 179, which is still crazy, but you've got to take it for granted. It's the third weekend of the year. Uh, 124 strikeouts, 44 walks, and the team has eight errors in the field. Uh, South Carolina, on the other hand, batting 282, 399, 406. They're just not getting many hits and not hitting for power, which is not a great formula to win some college baseball games, that's for sure. Their pitching staff ERA is no better either. It's 505. They do have 124 strikeouts with 51 walks. It's about average for the college scene right now. Their defense has 11 errors. So the top hitter on Texas. Of course, the Hispanic Titanic, Ivan Melendez, he's batting 327, 446, 712 with four moonshots and 20 RBIs. But a bat that I want you to keep an eye on is their team leader, vocal leader, and he's actually performing on the field as well right now. Trey Faltini, the shortstop, batting 286, 386, 571 for three home runs and 13 RBIs. The kid looked legit last weekend in the Shriners. So keep your eye on Faltini. Uh, series number four, and that's it for the series of like team stats that I have prepared for the podcast. Uh, again, it was a downer, and plus I'm watching a lot of college basketball right now. Um, I promise you guys I will keep pumping out these college baseball podcasts, but right now for me the hardest thing right now is to learn these kids' names, learn which ones are like – the elite, the good players, the leaders on each team and roster, and then to go find their stats right now, because it, that stuff takes time. And right now I'm watching a, a lot of college basketball to prepare for the March Madness tournament. So, uh, again, follow the college basketball experience. I think I'll be making a appearance or two on that podcast here coming up. Follow me on Twitter. I think I'm going to do a couple of Twitter spaces with, uh, at CBB Nick, um, so yeah, it's going to be a cool time at the sports gambling podcast network, but anyways, batting cleanup on the lineup card, we have the 10 and one Virginia tech Hokies, uh, our DJ dugout member, Ryan Kramer, uh, his squad is at the number 13 team in the country, Georgia tech yellow jackets. Um, right now I love this Georgia tech squad and Virginia tech impressed me. Um, they, took care of Wright state beat them two out of three and then holy shit oklahoma just beat baylor on the court that's awesome i I love um their coach uh porter moser from loyola chicago sorry i'm getting distracted okay georgia tech i love the squad they can hit the shit out of the ball the one thing that uh worries me is that they give up quite a bit of runs. They kick it around on defense and the pitching is not elite. So again, I want to check the price here. What do we got? Um, Virginia tech. Virginia tech's plus one Oh five Friday night, Georgia tech's minus one thirty-five. Here's what I'm going to say. I'll do. Um, Virginia Tech got blitzed against Wright State. They lost like 19 to 6 on Friday night. So I'm not going to take Virginia Tech. And I'm definitely not going to take Georgia Tech this series. Um, Look for me on Twitter. Virginia Tech might be the play Saturday and Sunday. But this is going to be a great series. A lot of runs will be scored. Trust me. 
Um, ACC play starting up this weekend. I forgot to say that with NC State Notre Dame game or series in this series. And then there's, I think, one more as ACC series coming up. But ACC play and Pac-12 play has started. <clears throat> They're kind of just sprinkling in series from here on out, kind of like they did with college basketball as well. Um, so, yeah, Georgia Tech, I'm going to stay away from the from them this weekend, even though I like their squad hitting the ball. I think Virginia Tech is a complete team and underrated at this point right now, uh, especially since I've been burned on them two, week in, two weeks in a row. Uh, next game, batting fifth on our lineup card, we have the Trojans of USC, 9-2 on the year, going to not really going. They're staying in Los Angeles because they are playing the UCLA Bruins. Uh, UCLA is 9-4 and four on the year. Um, I'm going to take UCLA in every game of the series. I love this pitching staff. Like Ryan and I talked about in our interview last week, or not last week, last episode on this podcast, this UCLA pitching staff is elite. Let me go check the prize. UCLA minus 245, USC plus 185. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to throw them in a parlay. So right now we have UCLA and Texas that we saw last week in the Shriners Classic. We're going to throw them in the parlays this weekend. You love to see it, guys. You love to see it. Uh, Next game, batting sixth, we have the six six and seven humps, the Camel Camels, playing at number 14, Liberty. This is a hell of a midweek, mid major weekend series guys Campbell hasn't had the great start that they were expected to have Liberty won the series against Florida and they've just been rolling ever since they've won 11 straight games since losing the first game on opening day at Florida Um, I'm buying into this Liberty Liberty squad let me check the price it's like a church gospel uh, phrase that I want to throw into here liberty minus 235 campbell plus 180 parlay them parlay them minus 235 on the money line uh that over is 10 and a half that might be interesting on sunday because campbell has two horses at the front of their weekend rotation as well um but liberty has a great rotation and some bats. Derek Orndorf, he now leads the country in home runs with 10. He actually went to the school about 20 minutes away from my school right now that I'm at. He uh, played at Seton Hill, which is a Division II NCAA school. We play them in the fall. We play them in the spring. Um, my school, I'm talking about. So I actually know his his former school very well. And he stepped up to the NCAA D1 level and played great so far, leading the NCAA in home runs. And he has a great approach, too. He's not he's not going up to the plate swinging for the fences all the time. He actually has a really good walk-to-strikeout ratio, too, right now. And that's what you look for in a projectable MLB bat. So you love to see that from Orndorff. Uh, let's move to our next weekend series. In our lineup card, number seven, 
the seven and three Cougars of BYU play Oklahoma state, which is seven and five after a three game sweep, they lost against Gonzaga. This series will be played in glow life park home of the Texas Rangers. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, I like Oklahoma state a lot in this series as, as a bounce back after last weekend's stumper. Uh, what's the price here? Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state and BYU. It is not up yet. Dang. It's a shame. I'm not going to lock it though. Um, because BYU has looked impressive this year as well. Um, I'm just going to pick them for Friday and we'll see where they come Saturday and Sunday as well when the odds get released for that game. But great series played in Globe Life. We just saw uh, baseball games played in Globe Life opening weekend. So it's going to be some cool ball played. Um, Series number eight. The number 25 newly ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs after a three game sweep of previously stated Oklahoma state Gonzaga's 10 and two. Now they travel to the long beach state dirt bags, long beach states five and six with six straight losses after a weekend series against Mississippi state, I believe. Yeah. Uh, rough times for the dirt bags, but the dirt bags actually made some national news this week as well. See, originally Long Beach State was scheduled to go to Nebraska and play a three-game series in the Cornhusker State, but Nebraska canceled on them due to weather that was supposed to be in the 20s and 30s. Long Beach State goes, "Hey, come out to Long Beach and we'll play in a three-game set here." Nebraska declines. So, uh, yeah, some national news was made there. They called out Nebraska and Gonzaga was scheduled to play in a three game set against Missouri. Missouri's kind of getting the same weather that Nebraska is going to get with, uh, just low temperatures and snow in the forecast. So Gonzaga says to LBSU, Hey, we'll come play. And Friday night, this is the game of the day. Luis Ramirez for Long Beach State and Gabe Hughes from Gonzaga. I think the kid's name is that is a hell of a pitching matchup. And I'm going to stay a long, long away from the sides from taking either side. But the under looks amazing to me right now. I'd take the under under nine right now. If that's offered to me, where is this at? It is under eight and a half which like I said, under nine, because you have to score eight runs to be under nine. You can't score eight and a half runs. Give me the under. Love it. These two kids, I swear to God, I've watched uh, the game against Mississippi State. Luis Ramirez had a no-no through seven and a third innings. And then Hughes had a two-hitter against Oklahoma State going into the sixth. These two guys are horses. They're studs. Any way you want to say it to describe them, the guys can pitch their arms out in this game. And the two squads are going to lean on them heavily. Uh, Give me the under. 
And then I don't know. I probably will just stay away from this series because both of them have horses. Both of them are West coast teams. They love to play these low scoring games. It might be an under series for all three games. That's the play for me. Um, Saturday, if it's under nine and a half, let's say nine and a half. If it's under nine and a half, I like that. And then Sunday, I don't know. Um, probably just stay away from the total because Vegas probably would have adjusted by then. Um, but I don't really have a money line play for you on Sunday or any of the days in general, uh, any given day, one of those stud pitchers can step up and shove and the other team's just out of luck in my opinion. Um, what do we have on time? I think I got about two more minutes. So we have game nine, Oregon eight and five. They were a regional team last year in the NCAA tournament. They go to Stanford eight and five as well. Number five team in the country. Actually, I think Stanford's eight and two. I think they only have two losses. I think UTSA and Cal state Northridge eight and two. Does that sound right? Let's we got a fact check fact check. Where are we at? Stanford. Where are we at? fact check hold on hold on we need we need the tools playing that they like to play for uh um colby when he's looking for a stat i need it i need it a lot right now i need it show it to me show me the money Stanford's eight and three. I knew i had that wrong on the my on my spreadsheet stanford is eight and three hosting oregon um I'm going to lean Stanford in this series. Uh, Oregon has not looked pretty to me. They've actually won seven of eight. I believe it is because they got, um, they lost the opening three games of the series against San Diego. It was not a good showing at all. Um, but they have since played weaker competition, won some games, built up that record. Now they're stepping up to the number five team in the country. Stanford. Uh, uh-uh. that's not quite how it works guys. Where are we at? Stanford minus 160, Oregon plus 130. Give me Stanford on Friday. Not going to lock it, though. Um, I don't know enough about Oregon starter or probable rotation as of right now, so I'm not going to be ballsy and lock it on the podcast. But uh, Stanford's the play for me in all three games of that series. I'm just going to say it. Um, Both of them haven't played too great of competition so far this year. Um, but Stanford, they, they really impressed me working Arkansas's Hagen out of that game two weekends ago that I will put my faith and reputation on the Cardinal to win the series. They'll win two of the three and maybe think about betting them in all three games of the series. Now let's have some fun. Let's go through some of these games on DraftKings here. Again, these guys are the first ones to the line. Bovada is a bunch of cap- copycats and I hate them because they jack up the juice on everything that DraftKings already gives out. The better price is always on DraftKings. Okay. It is almost always on DraftKings, Michigan, Louisville, 
is a fun series. I didn't want to include this because both of these teams are expected to have down years this year, but uh, Louisville's minus 145, Cam Weston plus, or Cam Weston, Michigan plus 115 with Cam Weston on the mound. I like plus 115 with the best pitcher in the Big Ten on the mound, or second best. Nick Dean's probably number one from Maryland. But uh, Cam Weston and Michigan beat Maryland on Nick Dean's start. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cam Weston is the number one pitcher in the Big Ten. And we have a great offense. This over is set at 15 and a half. I really like the value at plus 115 with over that high. This game could get crazy. And Nick or and Weston isn't going to give up a ton of runs, guys. So this over seems a little high at 15 and a half that under seems juicy and Michigan money line seems very good Friday. Um, Virginia Duke. Did I cover this one? No, I did not. Virginia Duke is also another good opening weekend for the ACC. Another good series. Um, Virginia is minus one eighty five. Duke has lost on Friday once, maybe twice already this year. I think twice. I think they lost to VMI and Baylor. So I'm not going to take Duke on Friday. So Virginia is the play money line Friday, but I don't believe in the strength of record on Virginia yet. So I Duke, if Duke is a money line dog coming up here, they might not be a bad play. Uh, Four o'clock. Northeastern and Clemson love Northeastern plus 400. They just shut down NC state and their explosive bats. Northeastern. Apparently I listened to the D one baseball podcast. Aaron fit said that Northeastern's whole rotation, starting rotation went out to the Cape Cod league and performed uh, very well last summer. So, I mean, if you have three guys that are performing against some of the best college competition there is out there, I kind of like Northeastern in this one uh, to get to steal one game. Now they're plus 400 on Friday. Um, If that's the price for every game, take them every game. Because if you just put a half unit on plus 400, you're going to make your money back. If you win one of those games, right? Is my math, right? I'm not a mathematician, but I think I'm right on that. If you spend less than a unit, on each game taking Northeastern money line after we saw what they just did to NC State. Seems like a good play to me. Coastal Carolina minus 170 against Xavier all day long. All day long. I've seen Xavier play a couple times because I have a buddy on that team. But Coastal Carolina is too good for this juice to be too low. Lock it up. Lock it up. Okay. I'll skim through here and pick out a few more good games. Oregon State, Washington State. Look for the overs after Friday. Cooper Jerby's going to shut down Washington State, and the Oregon State offense isn't going to put up 13 on Washington State. Washington State's ace is pretty good, but this Oregon State offense has been hot, so look out for those overs on Saturday and Sunday. Um, Minus 155 for East Carolina against St. Mary's, I believe St. Mary's is 10 and one, but the uh, 
West Coast offense is not an East Carolina offense, guys. Minus 155 is a good price if you want to play that. You have my acceptance, my permission to go ahead and play that. Uh, What else do we got here? Oral Roberts at Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus 475. A little high, but if you want to throw the Ole Miss into a three-teamer parlay on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go ahead. Southern Mississippi, Dallas Baptist is a good series. And Dallas Baptist ace, um, Eldred, Luke Eldred, I think his name is, has not looked impressive to me so far this year. Uh, I thought he would be a leader, six-year senior, I believe he is, to be an ace. And I think he's 0-2, maybe 0-3 on the year. I don't know if all the losses have been counted on his record. Maybe like a they took the, they tied it up and the bullpen blew it or something like that. But Eldred has not been impressive to me. I like the South, uh, Southern Mississippi team a lot right now. Minus 110 seems like it would be a good play. And I like the over 8.5 there. I don't know uh, the Southern Miss ace off the top of my head but uh eldred has given up like six and five runs in the last two starts i think so over seems like a good play in that game few more few more few more uh san diego at grand canyon grand canyon's minus 145 this is one of the best college atmospheres for a mid-major program grand canyon minus 145 friday i like it a lot might not lock it i want to see um, some stats on the probable pitcher matchup for the series, but Grand Canyon Friday seems like it'd be a good play. And then the last game I'll give out is UNLV at San Diego State. This is even. It's uh, minus one fifteen, minus one fifteen for both one for both teams. I like San Diego State here. UNLV has not had a great a great strength of record either right now. San Diego State looked impressive in the MLB four, even though they only came away with one win. Um, they're a team that's going to play it low scoring and grind it out and put up a couple of hits, uh, rally around the other team's reliever. So. That's going to do it for the uh, weekend lineup card and just exploring the database of odds that we have here. Check me out on Twitter at 77NB. That is the word 70, number seven, letters NB. And you will see all of my plays, whether it be locks, whether it be underdogs, whether it be parlays. Oh, I said I was going to play with a parlay here. What is Texas? Texas is minus 290. Okay. It's a start. Um, let me see this par- uh, parlay price that I want to give out. And then we will call it an episode. I think it was a great episode. We ran smoothly. I think we're just over an hour, but we gave out quite a bit of insight on some of these games and spots that I like. Uh So we got Texas in a parlay. Um, where did some of these games go that I liked? <laughs> Who did I say I was going to parlay? UCLA minus 245. Texas UCLA minus 245 is one, minus 112. Like that. I like that price. 
I think I think I'm just gonna stick with that. I like that minus one twelve for a minus two ninety and a minus two forty five favorite parlayed on Friday night. That's the parlay. Texas plays at Texas plays at seven. UCLA plays at eight Eastern <clears throat> Eastern times. Everybody. So if you're listening to this play Texas money line, UCLA money line for a minus one twelve. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I'll be back Monday, Tuesday in your feeds with a weekend recap. And hopefully the show will continue because we have gambling lines still out for the midweek and the next weekend's games. But if we don't, and if I don't have an episode next week because of March madness, I apologize. And I will be back for at least a farewell episode. If we're going to call it before the college world series, because there will be lines for the college world series. There was last year for every game and we will be back for the NCAA tournament. Uh, for few to talk futures and hopefully for games during the NCAA tournament as well. So if this is the last podcast for now, thank you guys for giving me an audience for the last uh, few weeks. Um, and I looked f- I look forward to still being active on Twitter. I'll be covering MLB for the sports gambling podcast network. If college baseball is not gamble a bull, <laughs> I made up a word there. So MLB content from me. If college baseball doesn't allow us to gamble on it for the next two and a half months. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you everybody for listening and have a great day.